What's happening, Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. Coming at you today to talk about why talk is cheap and how to tell if you're committed to something and how to tell if someone is committed to you. So to get started, the basis of what this is about is that words are fucking garbage. Okay, they say talk is cheap for a reason and that's because words cost nothing. They cost you no money, they cost you no time. All it costs you to say is I'm sorry or I'll do that and then not do it. The only thing that matters is action. Okay, that's it. Taking action is the only thing that matters. But to be specific, it's willingness to do. Willingness to do. And to be even more specific, it's willing to do things that you don't want to do. It's very easy to do things that you do want to do but to do things that you don't want to do for a long period of time and um, in heavy measures is what defines the guy who is committed to something and the person who is committed to you, okay? The most dangerous man on the planet is willing to do or die, literally, okay? The soldier who is willing to die for his cause and has nothing to lose and is not afraid of death is a very fucking dangerous person. You can look at the kamikaze pilots, um, you know, in Japan back in, in World War II, and they're willing to sacrifice their own life and, and land their plane onto, um, you know, a, a ship and try and take out the entire ship. That is a fucking dangerous person, okay? The gangster is willing to risk death and jail and uh, shoot out in broad daylight, okay? In return, he gets feared and respected, all right? So he's willing to do way more than everyone else. And in return, he gets feared and respected. Even if he's not the biggest, toughest, or smartest guy or has nothing else going for him, what he has going for him is he's willing to do above and beyond what everyone else is willing to do. And in return, he gets an added measure of respect and an added measure of fear. Uh, it could be a 15-year-old kid could put the toughest, biggest MMA fighter on his knees, have him ripping off his jewelry and begging for his life because he, he put a gun on him. There's a case in Brazil of one of the, like five or six years ago, top MMA fighter was you know pulled to the side of the road, pulled a gun on him, guy resisted, shot him. I mean, these are guys who can have no fight training, no outside skills, no intelligence, but they are willing to do more. I remember seven years ago, very clearly, I was with my girlfriend, we were walking into a Starbucks and there were these three thugs on the corner and they, you know, whistled at her, you know, tried to get her over there. You know, my first in impulse is to just fucking murder. But I know these guys probably have a knife or a gun. There's three of them. They're, they're half my age. They're like 19. I'm 27. And that's either going to end. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Or I could end up in jail. And they are willing to do more than I was willing to do. Because I had a lot more to lose than those guys did. And so in return, I just had to eat that. All right? Because that's how it goes. They are willing to do more than I was. Now... How does it usually end up for those guys? Dead, jail, um, you know, no future, no prospects, and they have to eat the morality of, of, of doing what they do. But for that period of time when, when they're, that soldier's fighting or the, that, that 
gangsters out on the corner or whatever, they have that added measure of fear and respect. Okay. Now let's focus that on what's applicable to you. Obviously you're not going to go out and become a gangster. Uh, let's talk about business. Okay. Let's talk about business. If you're willing to learn more, if you're willing to work twice as hard as your competitors, if you're willing to service your clients better, if you're willing to learn sales and sell better, and you're willing to never quit, okay, you, you've started a service business like I recommend, you read my book, How to Sell, and you don't have almost any expenses, right? Because you're just selling that service, you have the phone and the internet connection, so you can go on as long as, as, as possible until you succeed, working another job, whatever, and never quit. Who can compete with you? How can someone possibly compete with you when you have that mentality? When you're just willing to do more than all your competitors in every single metric and every single area that relates to that business. No one can compete with you, okay? In sales, when I was working in sales, okay, I would call a client for a year, a big client. There was like the 10 biggest clients. I wanted to see if I could get all of them. And I would call them for a year, a year and a half. I would get hung up on by the secretary. They would all know my name. They would dodge my calls. They would agree to meet up and then flake. They would agree to meet up and flake again. They would agree to meet up. They would humor me for 10 minutes and then they would kick me out of the office or they would say they were going to do something or, and they would talk to me in a dismissive tone. I mean, everything I'm calling them once a day for a year, year and a half. And it's not even that I would have made a ton of money on those deals. I only got 12% commission. Okay. In, in that particular job. So I had to bring in a lot of deals, but I knew that I wasn't even, I wasn't even going after that client for the amount of money that I would make. <clears throat> I was going after that client to keep my job because I knew I had to bring on at least two big clients a year to hit my $40,000 a month revenue target. Right? So it was as much about keeping my job than it was about the massive payoff that I was going to get. And I wanted to keep the job because every month I would get money. I would stack it away. I would, I would build my runway for my business. I would, I would reinvest in my business and then I was going to move to Thailand. So this was part of like a multi-year, two-year plan, three-year plan where I'm just chasing a, a, a client down that I know I'm probably not going to get on the off chance that I might get them because I have to get one of them to keep my job, not even for the big payoff, so I can not spend any money, save that money, put it into my business and put it into my savings for my multi-year, three-year plan or whatever to get out and, and go to Thailand. So. You, I mean, that's just one area where I'm talking about fucking commitment, all right? And I wanna give you another example. I really hated being in sales. I was, I had tried three or four, uh, four businesses before, and I got to the point where I'm do or die on the next one, okay, which eventually became RLD. And I was willing to work three years because it's what I really want, not, not just that I wanted a business, I wanted this business. I was willing to work three years building my audience without even releasing a product. I didn't release how to get laid on Tinder until three years into the business. So no money whatsoever, okay, for three years. I was happy to do that. And I didn't know if it was gonna work out. I always believed that it was gonna work out and I truly believed in it, but again, you don't know 100% until you actually get into the thing. So three years for that. Um, I'm willing, I was willing to work. I set a 10 year goal when I was 30 for, of what I wanted to accomplish when I was 40. 
And it's still the same goal. Still in, you can see in my book, How to Get Organized, I list all my goals and projects and all, all those things. And it's still there, okay? And I'm still doing what I said I was gonna do when I was 30 at 35. And I'm telling you the truth here. If God had said, that's not gonna be enough, okay? You're gonna have to grind for five years, and one of those years, you're gonna have to spend in prison. And you're gonna have to be waterboarded for an hour. And it's either that or you work in sales for the rest of your life. I would have done that in a fucking heartbeat, okay? I would take prison and torture and the grind in a fucking heartbeat, all right? Now, if he said, you have to be waterboarded for five years, okay, fine, I'm fucked. I'm not gonna do it. If he, is, if he had said, I had to do prison for 20 years, okay, fine, I'm not gonna do it. But I'm telling you with 100% honesty, I would have done a year in prison and I would have done um, an hour of waterboarding, maybe more, uh, which is supposed to be absolutely horrible torture if you don't know. And I'm serious because that's, that's how much I wanted this to happen. That's how much I hated working a job. And that's, that's the point where I got, right? Where I would have done almost anything to make it work. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about commitment. I'm willing to do shit that I don't want to do, all right? This video stuff, this is easy. I like doing this right now. I, I love doing these videos for you guys. I hate doing the editing. This I would do for free. I would do this forever for free because I love it. That doesn't count. I love going to the gym. I, I actually look forward to going to the gym. So that, that for me doesn't even count. It's the stuff that I fucking hate doing. The technical projects, the editing, um, you know, editing words on, on the articles, all that other fucking bullshit. Okay, that's the stuff that actually counts. What you're fucking willing to do that you don't want to do. All right. So this is the deal. This is the deal. This, this applies to every facet of your life. Okay. To the gym, to girls, to lifestyle. What are you willing to do? I get so many guys that are like, when am I going to be successful? When am I going to you know, get this results. I've been doing it for a month. Get the fuck out of here with that. I mean, you're not even in the ballpark of serious. When I was 25, I tried to start a drop shipping business or 26. And I, I had a bunch of money saved from trading and I read Tim Ferriss and I wanted to do it. And, and drop shipping back then was way harder than back now than it is now. I mean, I, I was trying to teach myself code and whatever. And I eventually stopped because I was like, it's too hard. There was just Back then, it was just too much to do. So it was almost uh, 10 years ago. But the truth is, I just didn't fucking want it. I could have learned basic code to do it. I could have learned all that stuff. I just did not have the capacity to execute that I have now to where I, I said it, I think about what I have to do, and I'm like, okay, I'm committed, and, and no matter what, I'm, I'm just fucking doing this. Whatever I have to learn, I'm doing this. All right, that's, that's what you have to apply to all those areas. Okay, if you're, if you're overweight and you want to get in really good shape, you're looking at like three years, four years, and you're exercising every day. That's what you have to fucking do, and you have to be willing to do that even if you don't like it, all right? It's very important because a lot of guys think they're serious, and you're not serious. You're really not serious, okay? You're not serious until you look around and you outwork everybody, 
all right? It's not until after you get those things that you can start to relax and, and you can start to like coast and just maintain what you have, okay? That, that's what I call the stage of set it and forget it, right? But it starts off with a blast period. And then you get to like, you have to go uphill, get all that momentum out of the, you know, go against all this negative momentum. Then you get to the top of the hill and it's flat and it's neutral and you're sort of just cruising, right? I'm kind of in cruise control on the business right now. And then once you get onto the other side of the hill, now you're going downhill. Now you got the wind at your back. Now you got positive momentum. And now it's like you, you can start leveling up to levels of luxury where you can start doing less and less and less and still get the same, if not more results, okay? Like in an online business, you've already written the articles for the last five or six years. So you can start writing less and less and less, but your older articles from five or six years ago, your older products still keep getting more and more traffic because that's how you know Google works. So that's very important to understand. If you're not willing to put extraordinary effort, you're not serious. If you're willing to only put in ordinary effort and only do the things that you wanna do, you're gonna get ordinary results like everyone else. Because no one, no one is really sit, most people don't sit down and be like, this is what I have to do. I hate all these things, but I'm going to do them to get this result. Okay, that's, that's the true test of if you are fucking serious or if, if you're committed. And if you're struggling in your fucking goals, then you have to take a, a long look at yourself and say, I'm really just haven't been serious about this, okay? I've been lying to myself and I'm not committed. And do you really want that goal, right? If you don't want it enough to do those things, then take it off and put a smaller goal on. If you really truly want that, okay, then you need to get to the point where you're almost do or die. Almost to the point where like, if someone told me I had to work the same sales job for the next 20 years, I would fucking want to blow my head off. Okay, I would want to blow my fucking head off. That's 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 the point where I'm like, I don't give a fuck because I have nothing to lose. Like, I will never, ever, ever be able to work a job and even come close to like it for even, even one fucking day. I hate every fucking day working for someone else. So then you realize like, there is nothing to lose because I don't actually have anything because I fucking hate what I'm doing, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make. So that's the first thing you, know, you need to understand. Now, the second thing is we're gonna extend all that same logic to tell if someone is committed to you, okay? If you watched uh, my video, How to Avoid Toxic Women, part two, you would hear a perfect example of what happened to my friend. And to summarize really quickly, basically she was uh, cheating on him, lying about it, jealous about what he was doing. You know, he went through her phone, saw all the messages. She's like, no, 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 it didn't happen. I wasn't seeing these guys, even though, you know, showed that she was meeting up with them. He's a nice guy, he took her back. Within the next day, she, she messaged, um, she's back on Tinder, right, messaging guys. And that was it. He finally put the bullet in it. Before that, she, she caused all kinds of drama, stalked him. He left, didn't tell her where he was going. You know, I was helping him get through it. Did the smart thing, got rid of her, packed the bag, moved to a new place, ate that month's rent. And now she's messaging all his friends, trying to find where he lives and, and stalking him. Okay, telling him, baby, you're my world. I'll do anything to have you back, whatever you say. Blah, blah, blah. The same fucking bullshit words um, that she was saying before. And as we said, talk is cheap. 
But the talk of someone who's a proven liar and proven um, to be toxic and is proven to be deceptive are even worth less than the average person. They're like a fucking negative value, okay? That's how little her words are worth. Now, she's gonna say she's gonna do anything to just be with you, okay? But let's put to put together something hypothetical. Let's put a, a hypothetical intellectual experiment. Now, of course, I wouldn't even do this with this girl. I would, I would just get rid of her. And this is, of course, something that you wouldn't do with someone you met or someone who you're in good standing with or, you know, a girl you went on the first date. This is just a hypothetical situation applied to this example. So let's say, I think they were together, they were living together for a month, maybe a month and a half. He flew her over to Chiang Mai from another city that he met her in, paid for her flight, paid for everything, paid for the, the room, uh, paid for her meals, you know, took complete care of this girl. And let's say he spent, um, $1,000. It's quite cheap to live out here. He probably spent more, but let's say $1,000. Keep it a, a low figure. And he goes to her and he says, look, if you want to be able to have a conversation with me, the first thing you, you're going to need to do is give me back all the money that I spent on you while you, while I flew you to another city, paid for your apartment and that we lived together in and you were sneaking out and fucking other guys behind my back and betraying my trust. And then I want you to give me another thousand dollars on top of that for the pain and the emotional suffering. And really just to show me that you are serious and that if I am your world and you'll do anything to have me back, that I want you to show me by your actions. So now he's put something in place where he's getting her to do something she really doesn't want to do, which is, I'm sure, give him money, which is going to be a fair amount of money for her. Probably doesn't have a lot of savings. And even if she doesn't have the money, he can say like, okay, fine. You can pay it back over a period of, of three months or whatever. You can pay me in installments. Whatever payment plan you want um, is, is, is acceptable, okay? Now, the question is, would she do it? I would bet 99.9% .9 of the chance the answer is no. In fact, I would bet that she would not only not do it, she would be incensed. She would she would be, how dare you? How could you do this? I I love you. I how could you be so mean to me? And and it would probably end up with him kicking out kicking her out or her storming out and then sending her friends messages about what an asshole was. Can you believe he actually asked me for money? Right? Can you believe he actually asked me for the money back that uh, he gave to me and actually asked me to demonstrate a commitment instead of my words that have proven to be um, of negative value, completely worthless, okay? And here's the thing. Let's say he even, let's say he even moved it uh, lower down than that. Okay, let's say she had no money. He, he said, uh, okay, you can do chores for me for the next three months. I'll pay for everything. You can, you can um, pick up my groceries. You can you know, clean my bathroom. You can pick up my food. On the condition that you just drop it off and leave and you don't pressure me about the relationship whatsoever. And after three months, we can consider it. Okay, we can, we can, we can sit down and have a conversation and you'll, 
you'll have proved to me that you changed and that, that you committed to me and we can work from there. What do you think she would say to that? I'm sure it'd probably be no. If she said yes, how long do you think she would do it before she broke down and banged on his door and cried and wanted to talk to the relationship? Probably three or four days at the most, okay? Three or four days at the most, right? And that to me is nothing. Three months is nothing, right? I'm, I was willing to put three years in of no money working on a business. I was willing to go to jail for it. I would go, I was willing to get waterboarded for it. You know what I'm saying? And you guys, if you've ever succeeded in anything that was hard in your life, you probably went well above the call of duty to make it happen. And let's look at the money situation, right? So that girl is saying, you're my world, you're my everything. She's not willing to, let's say she's not willing to pay back, first of all, what he owed her or what she owed him. Right? She's not willing to give him that $1,000. But she's more than happy to spend that $1,000 on an iPhone. Okay, Because here in Chiang Mai, the girls here have the latest, newest Samsung or iPhone. All of them. And they make no money. And they'll go into debt for it. Right? So she's willing to buy a new iPhone on a $1,000 iPhone. But she's not, she would not be willing to give that money back to him. So literally, that, that proves the phone is more fucking value than getting back together with him, right? It truly does. I mean, if I really fucked up and wanted to get back together with a girl, and she told me something like that, and I really wanted it, I would do it, okay? Now, I would never put myself in that situation. I wouldn't fuck a girl over, and if I did, I wouldn't try and get back to her. I would just be like, I'm a dick. This relationship's fucked anyways. I'm just gonna let her get on with her life and not fuck up her life. But if I was serious about something, I would do that. If I had the love of my life, you know, my ex-girlfriend, if I was in love with her and I had the money and she needed cancer treatment, I would give that to her. I would pay the cancer treatment for my mother if she, if she had it, no matter the cost, okay? Um, because that's, that's how fucking, that's how serious you are, right? That, that shows that you're fucking serious. When you're willing to put in time of doing things you don't want to do or willing to put in fucking money, Actual real world results and things is what proves that you're serious. Right. So basically, here's the deal in summary. All right. Talk is cheap. Action is everything. Willingness to do is everything. And even more important, willingness to do what you don't want to do. Okay. Someone who's, who will do something they don't want to do is committed to you and if you're willing to do a lot of things over an extended period of time that you don't want to do, that means you're fucking serious. That means you're ready to be in really good shape or get really good with girls or have that business. Until it gets to that point, then, then you're just lying to yourself, okay? And that's okay as long as you understand that, okay? If you understand that you're lying to yourself and you're not actually willing to do that, then you can set a goal that's more realistic to you, okay? I'm not the hardest working person in the world. I couldn't, I couldn't compete with Elon Musk, who's willing to work 14 hours a day and has five kids, all right? So I'm not competing with that, right? There's no chance I could. I'm, but I am willing to work way harder than the average person. And in return, I get you know, a lot of the things that I want. And that's the important thing for you to understand. And the other important thing is to tell if someone's committed to you, okay? Quick, quick last example. 
how many of your Facebook friends, guy friends, you know, let's say you have 2,000 Facebook friends, how many of them would be willing to move, help you move at the last minute? To me, that's like the first criteria of like a good guy friendship, a close guy friend, is would he be willing to help you move at the last minute? No one likes moving. I hate moving. I especially hate moving when I can't plan for it until at the last minute. But if one of my best friends, who I've been friends with for 30 years now, asked me to do that, I would do it in a heartbeat, okay? Because that's my best friend. And I would do way more than that for the guy. So out of your 2,000 Facebook friends, I'd say, how many would do that? Maybe three or four. So that, that way you know very quickly who your actual friends are as opposed to who your acquaintances are. Now let's say you, you message a guy who you thought was a close friend and you said, hey man, I'm really in a jam. I, I'm really sorry about this, but can you help me move? I'm, I'm, the movers didn't come, my lease is up. I'm really fucked here. I would, I would so much appreciate it and, and I'd take you out for beers tonight. Now you see that the guy didn't read the message, right? So that on his Facebook, it doesn't show that it's read. And he messaged you back the next day. Hey, bro, sorry, man. I, I've been super busy with work. Didn't see your message there. How did the move go? Hope you, hope, you, uh, hope you got through it all right. I definitely would have helped you if I'd seen it. So my apologies, right? Basically just fucking lying to your face. Saw the mess, you know, saw it pop up on his phone. Didn't read it to show you that it was notified. And then fucking lied to you about it. Instead of just saying like, you know, putting his cards on the table. And saying like, you know, I'm, I'm not for you to do it, basically. So it's very easy then for you to tell that that guy's not committed, all right? That's what I'm trying to say. And if you've, if you've watched the series How to Avoid Toxic Women, you know a lot of the screening criteria in there. But this is a good one, too, to add. You know, just, just think about what's that person willing to do, right? You know, what are they willing to do? Do their words match their actions? And in the same way... Your words should match your actions. I never tell a girl, you're my world. I never tell her this is gonna last forever. I never tell her that I would die without you. I only tell her the things that I'm actually gonna follow up on. Like, I'm, I love you, this is really good right now, and I hope that it, it lasts for a long time like this, right? So you're not, you're managing that person's expectations, and you're not becoming the person who's saying one thing and doing the fucking other, all right? So, that's it, boys. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have any comments in the comments section. Check me out at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Check out my books on the same site, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, all up in your internet. Thank you for watching. Best to you in your personal development journey.